I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it's Jen from the I Am Jen Wilson podcast. And today you will be delighted to know, as I am delighted to tell you, that I have a conversation with somebody else. So it's not just me flying solo, having my rumbles and rants or grumbles or whatever I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. I have Lucy Bradley, herbalist, on um, the podcast this week. So I popped over to Lucy's house. I had been introduced verbally and through social media to Lucy by Janice, who was on the podcast the other week, the Be Nourished by Nature, who was talking all about gut health. If you haven't heard that podcast, please go back, listen to it, pen and paper, full of nuggets of information. Um, so yeah, she had told me about Lucy. I then met Lucy at the Sweat It Festival when I was there a few weeks ago. She had a stand and I had a stand, so we managed to say hi to each other. We didn't get a chance to have a proper conversation, but there we said, we must meet up in real life, we must have a conversation, um, get to know each other. So I popped over to her house on Monday to see her dispensary. So she is a medical herbalist. And has her dispensary in her house. She has people working for her that work from her house. That help her prepare all her tinctures and potions that she gets to send out to her clients to help them on their healing journeys. So I wanted to invite Lucy onto the podcast just to find a little bit more about how she ended up doing this. What the difference between a herbalist and a medical herbalist is, which is super important. So listen out for that. Um, and yeah, just to get to know her a little bit better and to be able to to share what it is that she does with you, the beautiful listener. So it's just a short podcast because we did run out of time. Lucy had a lot of stuff to get on with. So I will definitely have her on the podcast again, 100%. Um, so yeah, listening to today's show, let me know what you think. Let me know if you've got questions for Lucy so that we can do another podcast and get your questions answered. I will put the details of her her, social media links into the show notes. But she is Lucy, which is at Lucy, i.e. Bradley Herbalist on Instagram, follower. She's got some really great little recipes of stuff that you can make at home. And I've made some of the stuff at home. It's been super helpful really, really useful. So listening to today's podcast, let me know what you think and yeah, send me over any questions that you have for Lucy so we can get her on the podcast again and answer some of your questions. If you've got any comments or feedback, fire them over to me in an email. As always, if you love the podcast, share it with people that are going to get benefit and remember to pop onto iTunes or into SoundCloud, leave a little love heart, Give us a five-star review because the more love hearts and reviews we get, the more that these platforms know that this podcast is worth listening to and they will then let other people know that it exists. All right, enjoy the podcast and I will speak to you on the other side. You can keep a time check. Okay. You can keep an eye on time because this will go blank. Okay. I'll do a proper intro in a minute. So, Lucy... Tell us what it is that you do. (laughs) 
okay. So um, I have a so I'm a clinical practitioner, and um, I have a mixed practice. So um, by profession a medical medical herbalist. Yeah. And I also have several different qualifications in body work as well. Yep. So I have therapeutic massage, uh, deep tissue massage, manual lymphatic drainage, aromatherapy, Indian head massage and holistic facials. So that's kind of, yeah, my mainstay is clinical practice. I still do quite a lot of body work, but it's rapidly changing. Yep. Like herbal medicine is coming more and more a, a bigger part of that um not not for any big reason not because i don't like the bodywork i absolutely love doing bodywork it's just that the demand for the herbal medicine is kind of cranking up so much at the moment that there's there's only so many spaces available yeah. and then i also have um a product range as well so last year i developed a a range of therapeutic grade organic loose herbal teas that are pre-blended yep. for specific reasons because lots of patients were asking me um oh can you just give me a tea for my digestion or seasonal hay fever or I need a bit of a pep so I just yep. thought you know what I'm just gonna do this product range and I make creams as well face creams I have two different face creams I have three different body ointments, and then I also do a range of tinctures as well. And I also teach. I run workshops yeah. regularly. I do workshops. At the moment, I'm doing them like once a month, but it can be twice a month. We do a pop-up dispensary where we bring all the products to an event. That's yeah. a regular monthly event. We also do expos as well, health fairs and fitness and vegan events. Yeah. And I also teach an online herb learning course as well, which is just about to launch. That's exciting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's t it's been t taking quite a lot of work to get that really moving in the direction yeah. it needs, yeah. So that's what I do. Amazing. Yeah. So what got you into herbal medicine? Um, it was just destiny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Nature called and... I followed and yeah. Um, yeah it's interesting like when you because I've been qualified now more than 10 years I've got like more than 10 years experience I think that with that you kind of start to look back with a different perspective yeah. and you kind of you know because you always evolve as a practitioner and you evolve in your business too and so I think that you your perspective changes too with yeah. that and um, like had you asked me, so I was 24 when I started my herbal medicine training. And if people were like, why do you want to be a herbalist? I was like, I don't want to be a herbalist. Okay. What I wanted, <laughs> yeah, right, so there you go. Because what I wanted back then was that I really wanted to be able to take care of myself Okay. And to be able, it, I thought about like having a family in the future or like my mum and dad and my sisters and other relatives, like I wanted to be able to offer them something like so that we had more control over our health. Yeah. So in, I didn't start out wanting to be a clinical practitioner. I just wanted to have control over my health. Okay. And people back then asked me, 
also, well, why do you want that? And it was because I had my own health problems, which is how most people come yeah. into healing or into uh, natural or alternative yeah. or complementary traditional healing modalities, mostly because they have their own health problems. Yeah. So mm. I had had... Um, one particular problem that went on for a long time but that now with coming back to this perspective so like when I was a child my grandma my paternal grandma at whose house we spent a lot of time when we were kids you can see that I like plants right I've got quite a lot of plants at home and my grandma had this conservatory and it was like a jungle. Amazing. It was just like the smell. I can still remember the smell of it. Like it's so evocative. Yeah. And she grew loads of geraniums. Like she had this corridor on the side of her house, which then led into the conservatory. And we spent loads of time in there. And I just remember that that being such a peaceful place for me, for us as kids. And me and my sisters were always in there playing. Yeah. It's just like that's where we that's went. That's your space. Yeah. And we were brought up, like, we did loads of hill walking, we did outdoor, we were always outside, my mum was always like, get outside, we had horses, we played sports, and so we were just always in nature a lot of the time, my dad's really into hill walking, so... I think that it just becomes part of you, like, that you start to learn that nature is like the place where you feel the most relaxed and the happiest. And I've got loads of lovely memories from being in nature. And then as I kind of was coming through school and my teenagers, like we always had dogs at home. And my thing was that I walked the dogs. Like there was, there was, my dad ran a business and it was always a bit stressful at home. And so I always wanted to get away from that. And my way of getting away from that was taking the dogs. So I then like developed this behavior of stress reduction. Like at that time, I didn't know that being around trees reduced your cortisol. I had no way of knowing that. Yeah. But it was just like a natural so, like, thing. Your instincts. Yeah, just it was, to it was your really strong instinct. Yeah. And we lived on an estuary, and I love being by water. Like water is really important for me. I find it very, very calming. Yeah. And um, interestingly, like I've always been into traditional Chinese medicine and had acupuncture and they always tell me that I always have to tend my water. So then when you know those extra things, it starts to make sense. Yeah. Like, well, I did that naturally. So then like coming full circle to saying like it's just destiny, because I think like all of those things just... Influence, it, it was and it was instinct as well yeah. that I always wanted to be, you know, with the animals, with the horses, or with the dogs, and in the field, or in the trees, yeah. or yeah, just something in me needed that. Yep. And then with my own health problems, and um, so I had like chronic systemic thrush from being like sixteen, and. I remember being at university, I studied zoology, first of all, I did a degree in zoology. So, yeah, I even chose to study animals at university (laughs) level, Um, you know, without knowing anything alternative. My parents aren't into natural medicine at all. And I remember being at university and going to the doctor for, like, 
was the thousandth time to get like caniston yep. like an anti traditional yeah, yeah an anti candida yeah and to think I was also having like they were giving me like antibiotics and antifungals at the same time because yep. they couldn't figure out which which one it was because yep. I was having a lot of digestive issues as well and I just remember one particular day walking away, I can still see it in my mind's eye, walking away from the student medical clinic thinking, this doesn't cut it. Yeah. This is this is not enough. This is not good enough for yeah. me. And I'm not nothing is getting better. And in fact things were getting worse mm-hmm. because the antibiotics were compounding the problem and yeah. they were just you know, it's easy to know that now. I didn't know that at the time. And I remember just thinking, like, there must be an alternative. There must be an alternative to orthodox allopathic medicine. There must be an alternative. And pretty much at the same time, I started meeting people. I met this one woman who was a massage therapist. And I just clicked with her. It was like, I was just like, what she had, I wanted. And I was 20 the first time that I had a massage. And it was just like the light bulb went off yep. and I just was like, oh my God, I did something. Yes. <laughs> and I could feel it like my body responded so positively to the massage. Yeah. There's so much power in touch. Yeah. That yep. I was, so and I had you. never been touched like that before. Yep. You know, I was sexually active at that point, but I'd, yeah, I'd never felt something, not even from my parents had I felt something like that yep. before. And it was so powerful. That I was just like, yeah, I just kept going back to her for massage and through going to her, she was into essential oils and while simultaneously um, not wanting to find an alternative to kind of pharmaceutical drugs, um, yeah, she started to kind of educate me about all this alternative stuff that was out there and then... um, just by chance, I like went and bought some herbal books. I went and bought some books. I've still got the first book that I ever bought. I've still got it here. Yeah, Encyclopedia of, of Herbal Medicine. And and I just like opened it and again, and it was just like, oh my god, this, this is amazing! Like all these plants that can heal us and help us. It was yeah. just like a revelation. And I basically just started experimenting with like reading and trying stuff out and I started looking at food I started getting like I learned that there was a a correlation between what you ate and how you felt yep and which is interesting because I always was like that person who was like I can eat anything yeah but I wasn't because I had digestive issues (laughs) but I just I thought that was normal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I thought that and I was... think when you go and see allopathic doctors, they don't ever say what are you eating. Yeah, like, nobody. Or ever what asks. are your stools like? Yeah. I don't think a doctor has yeah. ever asked me what are your stools like. Yeah, which as a herbalist is like one of the most important things that we talk about with patients and that yeah. we educate patients about that your stools and what's really normal. You know, because I think that there's very different opinions between what's normal from kind of a naturopathic position and what's normal from a modern medical paradigm. They are yeah, very really different. Definitely. Yeah. So I kind of started looking into that and my health started getting it was 
it was tough because it was rocky, like going through that, trying to sort my own health out. But yeah. there, there was progress happening and I wasn't taking any more pharmaceutical drugs. And one day I literally like woke up and was like, I'm going to be a herbalist. And I'd realised that you could be a professional herbalist. I didn't know that that was an actual thing. That, thing. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just like the light going off. And I just jumped on the internet. I remember in my room in Leeds, I was living in Leeds at the time, and uh, jumped on the internet and just typed in a herbal medicine degree. And the Scottish School of Herbal Medicine, which is where I trained, came up. And I read through their blurb and literally everything that they said, I was like, yes, 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 yes. You are my people. Yes. I was just like, <laughs> yes, so much yes. So where are they based? They were based in Glasgow. Yeah, so the school closed in 2010. But yeah, they were based in Glasgow, yeah. based in Govan. They had a clinic in Govan. And uh, yeah, just like took a massive leap and applied for it, just yeah. thinking... Not even sure that this is going to work out. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah. And then they accept accepted me, and uh, and I told my mum and dad, and they were like, "You're going to be a witch." Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, "No, I hope not." That's not what it says on the on the blurb for the course. You know, this is an academic course. This is a university level yeah. degree. So they were all about. Yeah, like anatomy and physiology and pathophys and differential diagnosis, as well as teaching, they taught, they're very focused around traditional yeah. medicine practices too. So they talked about Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, and Galenic medicine too. And I was just like, oh, cool, because they're going to combine sciences and art. Yep. And I was just like, oh, great. So okay. that was it. So I just began. And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, best decision I ever made. You know, I really, I think that we all, whether you make a, like, I think that we all have parts of ourselves that we have to appreciate that make certain decisions for us, like that intuitive yeah. self or that subconscious self yeah. that makes decisions for us, that propels us into this direction. And I feel really lucky that that younger Lucy, like that really headstrong, kind of determined Lucy, was just like, yes, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, I just like appreciate that she, her conviction, I just really appreciate that conviction. I think that everybody should follow that conviction, you know, always listen to your guts. Yes, absolutely. Because it tells you, it's got so much information there. It's something that we are think discouraged from doing at quite a young age like using your imagination and yeah. using your intuition it's like no you have to go to school and you have to go from this time to this time and learn these specific yeah. things because this is what's going to get you ahead in life yeah and your dreams of being a witch if that's what your dream ever wanted yeah. to be would be diminished because that's not a real job yeah absolutely definitely like my um so I went to a private school went to a very competitive private school both my sisters went to private school you know there's a very strong expectation that we were all going to get professional qualifications yeah you know and I remember at some point like my my dad's a dentist and I remember like my mum saying to me you know really the best thing that you could do with your life is become a dentist you know and I was like 
Uh, <laughs> Based on what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see that it would be, you know, like maybe I could just follow my dad's footsteps. Great, yeah. right? But um, what's interesting is is that one of my sisters is an artist mm-hmm. as well. And um, so we both went to this very academic, competitive private school and we're both like considered to be in counterculture yep. practices or counterculture jobs, yep. you know. And the same was true with my sister that my parents weren't that happy that my sister wanted. She studied law at university yep. and they weren't very happy that she, what she really wanted to do was be an artist. They were just like, it's not a real job. It's not a real job. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to have money you know, and yeah, yeah. same with herbalism. I think the same, the same thing was true, you know, that they were just like, you never, you know, you, you know, you know, you're never going to have success in your life. So but then it comes down to what does success look like to you? What does success look like to you? And it's different Absolutely. from you. It's in you to your parents. To... Absolutely. Yeah. And my, like my mum recently reminded me, we were texting about something and she said to me, like, you know, you've always wanted to do it your way. And I've always been like that. Like my mum would always say, oh, it's because I'm the third born, but I've just always been like that. I've always chosen different. Yeah. Always. Like my mum always used to say to me, why do you always have to wear a hair shirt? You know, why does everything have to be difficult? And it's, I've just always been like that, that I've wanted to push push boundaries or question things and kind of search out alternatives and like all through my 20s like I did loads of traveling and just wanted to go off and explore I didn't want to be conventional yeah (laughs) (laughs) my mom recently just last week actually she said to me I was born breech and it was a bit, it was a difficult... Again, you came out <laughs> your way. <laughs> it was a really difficult birth for my mum. And she actually said that in the text message. She said, you were born upside down. You wanted to come into the world the way that you wanted to come into yeah. the world. And I was just laughed because I was like, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I've always been like quite a boundary pusher, like trying to find my own boundary. I wasn't happy yeah. with the way that other people put boundaries upon me. I wanted to find my own boundaries yeah. that suited me. And as a herbalist, yeah, there's no better way, really. Yeah. Certainly, like going through your own health issues teaches you a lot about you. Well, you from from my perspective, it's not just about physical health because emotional and psychological health. And spiritual health are part and parcel of that physical health. And until you've gone through that, you have to always connect the emotional side to what was going, which was a big change for me too, because when I was in my 20s, kind of with that massage therapist and getting into natural medicine, I could, people started asking me about my emotional health and I'd never been asked before. Yeah about that and I started to piece together how physical health was related to my emotional health and so then once I started to work on emotional psychological stuff my physical health changed and you know proofs in the pudding everyone has to find out for themselves don't you I, I believe that you have to go on your own journey but that was very much part of it and that was really satisfying for me that I was like 
So it's not that my body's broken. It's that there's other stuff going on yeah. that I just didn't think about or consider or didn't have any tools. Yeah. And it's just responding to that other stuff. Yeah. And it's putting the jigsaw puzzle together, mm. like piece by piece, mm. and then go, hang on a minute, there's a bit missing. <laughs> Under the couch, let's look for it. Yeah, and and do you know what? Like, the thing that I say the most, and I say it to myself, things take time. There is no, like, it doesn't go in a linear way, you know, and you don't, you know, you can do a lot of work, like, you can do a lot of self-development work. You can see psychotherapists. You can have trauma release therapy. Like, you can actively force yourself to do stuff that you think is working on your emotional and psychological health but if that bit in you isn't ready it doesn't matter yeah the lid stays on the box the lid stays on and so you have to be really patient with yourself to to just trust just really trust yourself that when the time's right then you'll know that that will be the next step that you have to take in order to to do the work that you need to do yeah I remember like the first time I worked with like a shamanic healer and I was so petrified because I just thought like oh my god my whole world's basically gonna explode it's gonna be like some kind of psychoactive trip or something and you know I was so worried about and I put it off for a long time and then when I went it was like one of the most lovely nurturing supportive easy things yeah. I'd done because the time was right. Yes. And I really believe like you meet the right people at the right time, at in the right time of your life and yeah. that your nervous system really has to be functioning in a particular way in order for you to be receptive to that too. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just it's not you know, we're like the tip of the iceberg, aren't we? It's like you just see a tiny little bit of what's actually going on under the surface in terms yeah. of health it's a lot more complex than we think it is and that that's something that doctors and allopathic medicine doesn't they're not taking on board take on board at all you can't sell a pill to fix it or you can sell a pill to numb it mm. but it doesn't then deal with the under all it's doing is suppressing things and it's, yeah it's, it's not and I, I my way of thinking about it now is just that they are very different they're yeah. very different paradigms they're looking to resolve totally different things yeah like allopathic medicine is about diagnostics which they are incredible at yeah diagnostics and helping symptoms and that's what they do and they do a good job of that you can to a degree. Get the symptoms managed, but then you still need to do the other yeah, stuff. You need to do the other stuff. Which is why healing. that like natural medicine or like certainly herbal medicine and uh, allopathic medicine are totally can be integrated yeah. together because they are different things. Yeah. They're you know, they're not oppositional at all. They're just they're different things and they're looking to work on different ways and I often think about like top down and bottom up yeah so like the herbal medicine and all the natural like all the alternative ways are a bit more bottom up yeah and the pharmaceutical and the allopathic is kind of top down because they ultimately do want to help you they want to you know you they want you to feel a bit better they want you to feel better they want you your depression to be lifted they want your uh you know 
50 bowel movements a day to be reduced yeah. they, do, they want to help it's just totally it's just totally different I think yeah yeah yes I had a conversation with my GP the last time I was in to see him because I had said to him I've been going to see a Chinese medicine doctor mm -hmm. for my Crohn's this time mm -hmm. rather than going on to the, the immune suppressants because immune suppressants really didn't agree with me like mm -hmm. I, they would do their job for I would, a couple of months and then I would start getting really bad side effects to the medication so then they would have to change they would have to change so they were kind of helping me but also causing other things off the side of it and he was just like yeah our that system only does one wee thing whereas the Chinese medicine takes in a bigger picture and looks at the whole body yeah. rather than just that one wee part of your your system yeah like sometimes you need the, the bigger picture to be added in yeah absolutely yeah. it's kind of like car mechanics isn't it it's like you can you can get away with stuff can't you like you can get away with using pharmaceutical drugs for a period of time but I do think it depends on you as well like I just can't get away with that my body won't let me get away with that like it shouts so loudly yeah, yeah and, and I guess that's what your body was doing too the, yeah. the side effects with your body shouting out like I, I don't want this or yeah. that this isn't suiting me now yeah. or I can't it was, process it or yeah. something like it, my body took what it needed but then it was like right that's enough I've got what I needed yeah. from it now stop yeah stop layering this in yeah yeah and I think like that's a really important thing a really important difference between herbal medicine and um allopathic medicine is that the patient is at the center like what the patient says is incredibly important and I mean it's the most vital you know because I don't know as the practitioner I I don't know yeah what's going to happen I don't know how you're going to respond to the medicine I don't you know and it's about the conversation with you as the patient to let you know that you are the expert you know but I can interpret some of those things that you are saying into a context to understand like well my experience and especially being a clinical practitioner because when you're in clinic you get to know people so well and the feedback the level of feedback that they give you and the yeah. depth to which they go about not just signs and symptoms but to their life and the reflection that they get from that is so revealing that they they often you know during the conversation they're like oh I didn't realize that those two things were connected yeah but obviously they you know it's yeah. like oh of course they're connected yeah. but or that I would say well you know what I had this patient I had a similar situation with this other patient and they had a similar situation and we talk about that and then they they'll be like oh yeah. yes yeah so it's about putting the patient at the middle and the, letting the patient be the expert and giving the patient autonomy and power over their own body. Like, your body is yours. Yeah. My body is mine. I'm not, because I have, you know, I've had, I have three degrees, one to master's level, you know, I'm well educated, but just because I have education, it doesn't mean that I have any more authority over your body. I don't. You... Yeah. You have autonomy over your body, but we have lost that. Yeah. And, that. and that's the difference for me as a herbalist. It's about letting people gain 
autonomy, which is why I trained to be a herbalist in the first place, because I wanted to have yeah. autonomy over my own health and over my family's health too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm just very aware that our time is short, so I'm going to ask you one more question. Yeah. <laughs> it could go on for a very long time, couldn't it? So you're a medicinal a, med- a medical, a medical herbalist. Yeah. So what is the difference between a medical herbalist and a herbalist? Yeah. And if what is important for somebody who is going to be reaching out for help to understand about the differences in those two? Yeah. So the, it, it, I'm glad that you kind of highlighted that because um, on the business program that I'm doing at the moment, someone asked the same thing because they were like, "Could you have a non-medical herbalist?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, they're a herbalist." <laughs> yeah. So the difference between a medical herbalist and a herbalist, and I think what you always have to do is you have to check with the person yeah. that you contact. And um, But a medical herbalist has a degree in herbal medicine. So they have, they've done, I think it, it has to be a minimum of four years yeah. training and that we've received medical training. And what that means is that we are trained to a similar standard to health practitioners, to health professionals. And um, it means also that we are, um, we can be insured. So we can apply for insurance. So we're fully insured practitioners. And it also means that we're accepted into uh, professional regulatory bodies as well. So, yeah, a medical herbalist is somebody who's got a qualification, who's insured, and um, that they're registered with a, with a professional body. So those are really for like public public liability, and yeah. and it's also that um, a medical herbalist is someone who's committed to continual professional development yeah. and continual professional learning, yeah. and that that like as you know working with people that the experience comes with working with people it's not about reading from a book yeah and uh, just saying oh I read this thing it might be helpful it comes directly from having experience and there are and I think that clinically experienced people just have a different level of expertise yeah that you you just don't get from any other way of learning so yeah so if somebody was classed as a herbalist does that mean that they could have just popped online and done a view online course on herbalism and then there's no regulation over being able to call yourself because I know like nutritionists can call themselves nutritionists having done an online course they don't have to have gone to university to become a nutritionist yeah dietitian is different is that the same kind of thing with yes. herbalism? And- so this is what's quite kind of frightening about herbal medicine is that in order to call yourself a herbalist, you don't need any qualification whatsoever. Yeah. If you wanted to call yourself a herbalist, you could. There's no statutory regulation yeah. in the UK at the present time yeah. that regulates anybody under the umbrella of herbal medicine. However, there is like a professional agreement that um, we would adhere to certain codes of practices if we were doing certain things. So it's about knowing the limitations of the person that you're going to, because it doesn't mean that somebody who calls themselves a herbalist couldn't be helpful to you. They really could be helpful to you. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that they have the capacity to do the same as a medical herbalist does. Yeah. And there are definitely um, 
yeah, it, it can be a bit sketchy because and as a as a practitioner who's dedicated a lot of time and money to education to reach a certain standard yeah. can cause a bit of frustration and irritation because people can do online learning courses and then they believe themselves to be herbalists and it I don't know. When I qualified as a herbalist, I was like, I'm never doing that. It's far too much responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You get the fear. <laughs> yeah, like, what if my colleague said, like, <laughs> when they realised that basically what they wanted us to be was herbal doctors. Yeah. And she was like, I never signed up to be a herbal doctor. I'm not doing that. She's a great practitioner now. But, yeah, it's that kind of thing that yeah. you, yeah, you, you have to really understand the implications of what yeah. it is that you can... Yeah. So the limits. So we, you know, we all have limits yeah. depending on where we're at. But um, certainly someone who's a non-qualified herbalist, the most important thing is that they understand their boundaries as well. So you can help by giving someone chamomile tea, but you also need to be aware that there's complications in terms of interactions with drugs and also health conditions too so we as medical herbalists we have an ethical obligation to check everything so if you're on medication we have to check every single con counter uh what's it called contraindication yeah. with the medication and the herbs that we're going to prescribe as well as fully understanding your present medical complaint and how that's going to be impacted either by anything else that you're doing, any other help that you're getting from other practitioners and the herbs that you're taking and supplements as well. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's just... It's a big picture. Yeah, it's a, it's a big picture yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right. We're going to wrap this up because I don't want to... Great. Hold you back from your life. Thank you. There's <laughs> Thank so much to talk about. I there? there is so much, so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud. And check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow. Just following I am dot Jen Wilson.